The Mishnah says, this is a Mishnah, Bez Hashem, you're going to learn, we're going to know Meseches Alois in Yerushalayim, Yerakadosh. So one of the Alachas is the concept of Tomas Oil, concept of Tomas Oil. So what's the Alacha if you have a natural oil, you have a rock, and in the rock, there's a hole. You can't really see it so well. But in the rock, there's a hole. What's the halacha? Does tumah, is that considered a chash of oil if it was made by natural causes? It wasn't made by a human being's intervention. Is that considered an oil? So the Gemara says like this. Mish says like this. Echad chayr shecharu If whether you have a hole that was dug out by the water, like this beautiful picture, aishwatzim, or aishwatzim dug it out, aishachlohu malachas, or the land broke open and you had a sinkhole and it came a hole because of natural causes. If you have a pile of stones, same thing, you have an oil that wasn't made by the other. Or you have a a bunch of bricks, which again wasn't made for an oil, it's just naturally an oil. You have a bunch of boards, lumber lying on top of each other, and you have a tefach in between each piece of lumber, I hope Tom could see. So then, so there's that considered an oil. So Melo, Ma'elotoma, it's considered an oil for Toma. Rabbi Yehuda, I mean, no. Kol oil, Shein Yossi, be the Adam, ain't a oil. Rabbi Yehuda says any oil that's not made by a human being is not an oil. A fascinating thing. One of the criteria of an oil is that it has to be made by a human being. The Bereshim created a massive that it should be an oil that was created by a human being. An amazing thing. My time with Yehuda. Why? Where does Yehuda get this from? Yalif oil oil mishkan. We learn out of the mishkan. Ksiv hacha zois hatayra adam kiyamas bayel. The pasuk says adam kiyamas bayel. The concept of Thomas Mace. We learn out of this pasuk. So it says the word oil. Uksiv hasam ayifrois esa oil ala mishkan. Male alan be the adam. Afkan be the adam. So we learn out of mishkan that the only time you have an oil if it's made by human. Intervention. You see from here that it has to be created by human intervention. The Mishkan had to be made. Why did the B'nai Shalom make the Mishkan by itself? Why didn't it come down from Shemayim like the Gemara says, by Shlish she's going to? Because there's an Indian for an oil has to be created by a human. When a human makes it, it has more of a Hashivas, and a Meila has to be created by a human. So therefore, Thomas Ayel also, in order to be considered an oil, has to be created by a human. And of course, this Pasuk's talking about learning Torah. Learning Torah also has to be created by a human. And sometimes the person thinks, why does the Bible make it so difficult that the Maisa, we're trying to figure out, uh, very good, Shkayach, he's saying for life. But, Sometimes you want to know why does the Bereshit make it so difficult? In order to learn in the morning, you got to get up early. You want you have to be out by nine, right? We're trying to figure out ways to make the shear later. They have to be able to sleep later. The Bereshit, you got to be out by nine. You got to learn the daf and you got to daven. So obviously, the only way to do that is if you get up six o'clock in the morning. Why does the Bereshit make it so difficult? The answer is. Oil, Haasi be the Adam, Shmei Oil. If you want to have the concept of the Adam, Kiyamas Boil, you got to do it yourself. Not to everybody. So when it comes to Shemaim, they're not going to give you free lunch. I was talking to a lady last night. She was asking me, we keep saying in the Betachan Shurim that the Bereshit gives you things for free. That's only down here. When you come up there, nothing's for free. Everything has to be earned. And if you're not going to work down here, Rachman Al-Salana, a person's going to be bankrupt. Chas when he gets up there. You got to earn your keep. 
Zoy Satoya Adam Kiyamus Be'oyel Oyel Sheiniyas Be'di Adam Is Lav Shmei Oyel That's what Yehuda says Oh, very good we're going to see it in a minute. So, so is asking a child. Let's say you walk into a huge cave, a massive cave. The Allah should be that it should be not mekalachay. It shouldn't be mekabel tama. It shouldn't be considered an oil. We'll see it in a minute. So, oil, oil, riba. The Rabbanan say the pasuk says oil, oil, riba to be marbe that any oil, even if it's made bidei shemayim, is considered an oil. So we have machlekes if an oil shalas bidei shemayim is an oil or not. The sovar Rabbi Yehuda kol oil sheini asli bidei adam any oil. Does Rabbi Yehuda hold any oil that's not made by human intervention is not an oil? Ve'aminu a mayridik adina. But he said, listen to the story. Mayridik halacha. Bez Hashem, we are going to learn. We are going to know Meseches Paya in Yerushalayim Kadesh. And when we learn it, Bez Hashem, it is going to be relevant. There we go, Benzia, there we go. Vermenu, Chatseris, Hayabnuyes, Yerushalayim. They have Chatseris that were built in Yerushalayim, Al Gabi Hasela, on top of rocks. So the problem was like this they were trying to make the Paraduma, and in order to make the Paraduma, you have to make sure that the water stayed tar. So they used to have children that were born in special places. They would keep them bit tahara. They used to have a cheder. You didn't have a choice which school you want to get your kids into. You had to send them to a special school because you had to live in this area. And they used to build this area on top of a rock that there was an area under it that there should be an oil under the under the uh, Chatzar that Tumah shouldn't get to anyone that's living in the Chatzar. So these kids used to, we'll see in a minute, they used to build these Chatzaris Al-Gabi Hasel on top of rock. They had an open area under it that there shouldn't be any underground choir. They would bring pregnant women. They would give birth over there. So it's interesting. They brought a woman who's already pregnant. That means they're not afraid that the child became tummy when it was in the mother's stomach. So they brought a woman who was pregnant. Then they give birth over there. They raised their children over there to, be, to bring the water for the paradum. They would bring axen on top of the axen were doors. The would sit on top of the doors. Now again, because this was the trip that they would take to go to the water, they wanted to make sure that they didn't go over tuma when they were going in the water, when they were going on the trip. So they used to put these doors on top of these axen. And then the Kaisas Shalavan Bidam, they would use stone Kalim, which in Amakabotama, Higil Lishilayah, they would reach the Shilayah River, Yodu Lisechamayim, they would go down the Tanakis, we go down to the water, Umilom, they would fill them up, the all of Yashvilahem, and then they would climb back up and sit on these oxen and go back up. Now really nowadays the Shilayah is not so far away from the old city, really, if you think about it. But that's where they went from the old city to the Shilayach. It wasn't such a long trip. And then they would fill up these things and come back and use the water for Paraduma. Rabbi Yaisi says you wouldn't climb down, you would stand on top, you would sit on top of the axe and lower the bucket and then take it into your keli in order that you shouldn't climb out, you shouldn't become tummy. Rabbi Yudah says they didn't need a dallas on top of the axe. 
The ox itself should be considered an oil. An ox is a very fat animal. It's an oil. Fat Gemara, why is an ox oil? Ashar is an oil that's not made by a human being. It's there naturally. Abihuda says, you don't need a Dallas. Ashar is good. So what do you see? You see clearly that a shah, according to Yehuda, is considered an oil. You see another interesting thing. There's a big discussion if a moving oil is considered an oil. From this Gemara, you see that when an oil is moving, it's still considered an oil because they're traveling, they're traveling on the axe. It's still considered an oil. Big discussion in the Rishonim, I believe. Maybe yeah, Tais talks about it, that, but regarding if it's a problem of a moving oil, Tais the Algaban and Losses, discussion of Yishayinim, but Akaponim, we're focusing on the fact that Rabbi Yehuda Lechayah seems to hold that the Shah itself is good enough. I, Rabbi Yehuda, holds that you need an oil be the other. So, Tigmar Kiyasir Avdimi, Amir Abelazar, when Avdimi came from Eretz Yisrael, he said in the name of Rabbi Lazar, who lived in Eretz Yisrael, Moideh Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda is Moideh, Kimale Agraif. As long as you have the size of a fist, that's a big enough size, which Rashi says is bigger than a tafach, it's a large, it's, the, it's a fist of a certain big individual, and a male, if it's, it has that size of an oil, even Rabbi Yehuda is going to agree that it's considered an oil, so that answers Ochan and Shailah, if you walk into a cave, it's considered an oil, because it's the size of an egg grave. Which are different kinds of big rocks and big open areas that these of Yehuda's Maida is considered an oil. And again, the reason why he's Maida is because it's the size of an egg grave and therefore it's considered an oil. Very Dallas, the Aish Bakame Grave and Madur has many fists, it's very high off the ground. The Katana Behuda Aimer, Loy Hayumavi and Delosis, Elishvarm, which sounds like Rabbi Yehuda didn't want them to bring a Dallas. He wanted specifically a Shar. Lachaya, what's wrong with a Dallas? Lachaya Dallas should also be considered a an oil. Why did Rabbi Yehuda specifically want to use the shar? So Rabbi Yehuda didn't mean that you shouldn't use it. You shouldn't use a dallas. You don't have to use a dallas. You could use a shar. That was Rabbi Yehuda's point. You could use a shar. You don't have to use a dallas. That's what Rabbi says. Rabbi no, very interesting. They didn't bring. Doors at all. Why? Listen to this. The Gemara is telling us a psychological metzias. The das of a tinaik is gasa. What does daite gasa mean? An immature individual is. As soon as he gets comfortable with a situation, he starts he starts poking around. A, a mature person says, yeah, you're right. I got the point there, but let's relax. Let's not jump three rungs on the ladder. Let's take it slow. Daite shel is gasa. He thinks, oh, I'm ready on top of this. I can already start sticking up my hands. I can already do what I want. I can already ride. I can do a wheelie. I'm a minus motorcycle. I'm ready. I'm all ready to do it. So daite shel is gasa. What are we afraid of? Shema yaitzi roshay ayachad meivar. We're afraid he's going to stick out his head or one of his hands. Vietame and we're and we're afraid he's going to become Tomei and that's why the Rebbeinu Shalom sometimes in life makes a person feel like he's on top of the shore. He's not on top 
of a Dallas, he's on top of a shore. Because when a person feels, oh, Baruch Hashem, I have my panasa, Baruch Hashem, I have my health, he starts sticking at his hand. He ends up with his hands in the wrong place. Maybe I'll try this out. Maybe I'll try that out. When a guy's not comfortable, when it's a little vakulik in the life, so then all of a sudden he's tight. He's holding on to the Bereshlam. When he v'yom l'vavecha, this week's parasha, v'yom l'vavecha, v'shechachta, es Hashem alaykecha. What does it mean? V'shechachta, es Hashem alaykecha. It means to forget that you cannot survive, you cannot breathe, Without the Rebbein Shalom, that's a v'shachachta. That's a shem lekech. It doesn't mean the guy goes off the derech. That that's that's a v'shachachta shem lekech. Also, what we're talking about is a person lives. Listen, I could do it myself. I won't dive in. I won't learn. No, no, not the end of the world. A person has to remember the Rebbein Shalom. Kihu an esein lecha koyach laas eischayel. You want to be matzliach? You have to have a gezunt to say there. You have to have a gezunt to tefila. That's the way of matzliach. A daite shall tinaik his gasala. If you get a little comfortable, you start sticking your hands out, and then all of a sudden you forget how um, how that the Rebbeinu Shlom is supporting you, and how you need to come on to the Rebbeinu Shlom. Tanya kavasei the Rava, the Brisa says like Rava. Rabbi Yehudai Meloyim Mavin Dlos is Kaliker. They didn't bring a Dallas. The Pnei daite shall tinaik gasala. He's going to get comfortable over there. Shema Yitzi Roshay Ayachad Meivav. He might stick out his head or one of his arms. He would become Tamil, Mavian, Shvarim, Amitzriim. They would bring Egyptian Shvarim, Shekrese, Serim, Rechavis. They have very fat stomachs. Fatinaikis, Yerushman, Agabem. Vikaisa, Shalav, Midem. Higil, Lishilayach. Yardu, Milam. Valavi, Yashwal, and Agabem. They went down. They filled up the kais and they came back onto the shore because according to Yehuda, you got to come, you have to go on the shore itself and not on the Dallas in order that you shouldn't come to is stick your hand out of the shore. Very mito, what about a bad diyesh It has many fists. A mito is very high. Utran of Yehuda, Imer, Nagim, Ayinu, Arminag, Washin, Nishenim, Tachas, Amita, Bifnes, Kainim, Shkoyach, Reb Nasser, Lachaya, the Mishnah says, the Yehuda says, we used to sleep under the Mita because it is in front of this Canaan. So what do you see? You see that they're allowed to sleep under the Mita. It's not considered an oil. But even if it's a Shvach oil, but once it hits the Madre, once it hits the Madrega of being the size of an egg rife, the Chayab Yehuda holds you don't need the regular criteria of an oil. So the Chayab Yehuda should be that it should be considered a oil, even if it's not a proper oil, according to Yehuda. So why by a bed? Is it not considered an oil? Amita is meant to sleep on top of it, not to sleep under it. And therefore, Amita is not considered an oil. And that's why Abu Hudal is allowed to sleep under a bed in a sukkah. So if you remember, we asked the Shiloh once, are you allowed to sleep under a bunk bed in a sukkah? Maybe that's not Sapashit anymore. If the reason for Abu Hudal is that the Mita is meant to sleep on top of it and not to sleep under it, but a bunk bed is meant, I could put on the top bunk, is meant to sleep under it. So Yesh Lion, if according to Yehuda, you can sleep under a bunk. But if it's a rain in the bed, sleeping under a bed, there. but if it's a bunk bed, so it's meant to sleep under it, so maybe it would be considered an oil, even according to Yehuda, and L'chai, according to Yehuda, you would not be allowed to sleep under a bunk bed in the sukkah. We don't pass like Yehuda anyway, but that's something to keep in mind. Okay, go back to suyim. How could you say that a shar is considered an oil? That's what we said in the Manalf. A shar is considered an oil. A shar is meant to ride on top of it, not to go under it. When Ravin came from Eretz Yisrael, he said over in the name of Rabbi Lazar, who also was from Eretz Yisrael, before we had 
Kiyosar of Dimi, Amr Abelazar, when Avdimi came from Eretz Yisrael. And now we have Kiyosar Ravin, when Ravin came from Eretz Yisrael. What was Ravin's name? Anybody know? Ovin. His name was Ravin. His name was Ovin. That's why he's called Ravin for short. Rab Ovin. His name was Ovin. So when Ravin came from Eretz Yisrael, he said, Shani Shvarim, Shvarim are different. The reason why Shvarim are considered an oil is because uh, sometimes the Roya goes to sleep under the cow and he protects himself from the sun and from the rain by sleeping under the cow. So therefore the cow ends up being a oil for him. It's not only meant to ride on the cow, it's also meant to sleep under it. And in Mela, that's why it's considered a mita. Fred bet also. Megina, a bet is Megan Al, fill in the blanks. What do you have under your bed? I don't know. Tuna fish, whatever, whatever it has. You can't keep food under there. But everything under the house ends up under the bed. But the Gemara doesn't say that. It's Megan Al Minalim, Visandalim, Shetachteh. A bed is Megan only on shoes and on sandals. Why does the Gemara only say shoes and sandals? Why doesn't it say anything you can think of? If you're missing it, look under the bed. The answer is, huh? Fluffers, that's sandalim. So why not? The Gemara says in Baba Basra, Bez Hashem, we are going to learn. We are going to know Meseches Baba Basra in Yerushalayim, Yerakadosh. And the Gemara in Baba Basra says, what's a bed of a Talmud Chacham that he only has under it his shoes and nothing else? What's the bed of an Amoretz that he keeps his storage under there? Oh, it's a bolus. It's full of everything. That's the Gemara says in Baba Basra. Very interesting. So we're talking about Avada. We're talking about Tamid Chavim. So now they only keep their shoes under their bed. Under your bed is supposed to be clean. Rashi says that you shouldn't get, the people shouldn't hang around under the bed. It's a ganai for a person to be hanging out under people's beds. So therefore a person shouldn't keep things under the bed. So your kids should have to go under to find Echveis, fill in the blank, extra paper plates. So therefore you shouldn't keep things under your bed. But that's the mitah of a Talmud Chacham is to only keep shoes under the bed. It's a fact that if mitah is meant to be Megan on Minalim Vesandalim, so Lachaya, it should also be considered an aisle. So that's out. Elam Ravashani Shvarim, Hayova Suyim Lahogin, Abnemiyayim Shalahem. A shar is built that it protects the innards of the shar. The shar has a frame, a, uh, a, uh, a bone frame that protects the inside of the shar. Shanama the Pasuk says and tell him, Ayu Basat Abishani, Uva Atzamais, Vigidim Tesechachani, Alashan of Schach. So the Atzamais are called Schach. So therefore the inside of the shar is protected by the shell, by the bones of the shar. So therefore it's considered Schach. So therefore, person is allowed to go on top, the, the kids are allowed to go on top of the shar because it's considered an aisle. But the bed, is now considered an oil because it's mainly to sleep on top, even though you keep shoes under, but it's mainly to sleep on top. And that's according to Yehuda, it's not considered an oil. Everybody say my different tarets. Rabbi Yehuda with Tamei. So the first tarets was because Rabbi Yehuda holds it's meant mainly to sleep on top of it. The other reason why Rabbi Yehuda holds that it's a kosher, you could sleep under an oil. Rabbi Yehuda goes to Shittas about this in the beginning of the Masechta. Rabbi Yehuda holds Hasukas Diris Kva Vavale Mita Diris Arai Vesoka Diris Kva Valeyasi Ayel Arai Umevatel Ayel Kva A Ayel Arai is not Mevatel and Ayel Kva. So Mela, a mita would not constitute a if you sleep under the mita, you would not it would not be Mavata the Sukkah, and therefore you are Yaitsa. 
under a mito. I have Shimon also holds Sukkadir's kva, like we said before on Tavzayinam at Beis. Have Shimon is one of the Shitas that hold Sukkadir's kva. So I think my Bahaplik, it is the Machlaikis. My Savasa Lerai, Umvatel Elkva, Abshimin holds, and Ayalerai Kamimatel Elkva, Umasavaliasa Lerai, Umvatel Elkva, Abuda holds. It's not Mavatel, and a male that's Abuda holds. You could sleep under the Mita in the Soka. Om Reb Shimon, Ma'isa B'Tavi Avdeh, Reb Shimon brings a story with Tavi, the Eved of Reb Gamliel, that he used to sleep under the Sukkah. Tanya, Om Reb Shimon, Misichasai, Shreb Gamliel, Amadnu, Shnei Dvarim, from the Sicha, from the Shmuzing of Reb Gamliel, we learn two things. Lamadnu She'avadim, P'turim in HaSukkah, we learn that Avadim are part of from Sukkah. V'lamadnu She'yashin Tachas Amita, L'yatsi Yidei Chivasi, we learn that a person that sleeps under the bed is, is not Yaitzah. Fatima Valaima Midvarav Sham Gamliel. Why do you say Misikhasai? Sham Gamliel. Why do you say Midvarav Sham Gamliel? Milsa Gavorche Kamashman is coming to you a Kiddish. Kiada Amravachabirada, Vamrila, Amravachabirada, Miravam Nuna, Mirav, Minayin, Shafilu Sikhas, Chulin, Tamidacham Sikhalimid, even the schmoozing of a Tamid Chacham you can learn from. Shanema Vealeo, La Yibail. Even the Alim, you, even the leaves, you are not wiltered, meaning even the leaves, even the light talk of a Tamil Chacham is not, and you could learn from, he has something to learn from a Tamil Chacham, doesn't schmooze about sports when he's sitting and chilling. A Tamil Chacham schmooze about learning, it's Sicha, so Mela, even Sicha Schulid, Chacham, you learn from, and that's what Ab Shimon learns, that's what Shimon says, the Misichasai, Shabbat Gamliel, and that Midivarv, Shabbat Gamliel, and this teaches us, the Mishnah says, for those that are listening to bias for life, it's a sheer in bias for life. And for those that are not listening, it's also a Yisoyed in Shalom bias. Chazal say in the Mishnah Novus, Al Tarbe Sicha Im Isha. You're now at a Shmuz Sicha Im Isha. It doesn't say Al Tadaber Im Isha. It says Al Tarbe Sicha. There's nothing wrong with Shmuzing business with a woman. You have to be Shmuz busy, you have to Shmuz business. But Sicha means light talk. Al Tarbe Sicha Im Isha. Light talk. It creates a bond between two people. So now there's a din, you shouldn't schmooze with some unrelated woman because it's going, to, it's going to create a bond. So what's the Torah telling you? What's the Misha telling us? But with your wife, you should have sicha. So a person comes home and he says, his wife says, you never tell, you don't talk enough to your wife. So he says, what do you mean? We talk about the shopping lists and we talk about the kids going to school and we talk about buying things for camp. That's not what we're talking about when we say sicha. When we say a person has to talk to his wife, it means this talking. It means sichas chulid. It means schmoozing shtusim with your wife. When a person schmoozes shtusim with his wife, he creates a bond. And Emil, that's the point. Al tarbes sicha imisha. Don't talk with a sh- s- random woman. The problem is people have no problem talking sicha with the lady in the office. But when it comes home to the wife, oh, all of a sudden they only talk about what's nagia for business. The sicha should take place in the house and in the office should be strictly business. That's the Gemara saying. Sichas chule and the schmoozing of the Talmud Chacham is Talmud because that's what they hear about. And the when they're just sitting around and chilling, they're schmoozing about uh, Torah. And that's what you could learn from the Sichas Chulin of Tamid Chamin. 
Actually, this is just recorded. It didn't go out yet, so you got a sneak peek on the big side in Shalom Bayes. Yosef, do you tell people this side? You better, you better. Now you will. Someone is saying his sukkah with the bedpost. He puts his sukkah on top of the uh, bed, the, uh, what do they call the headboards of the bed, and the footboards of a bed. The Allah is it's Kshaya, it's a kasher sukkah. Rabbi Yehuda Imer, Imeinu Yechayla, Lamaid, Bifneyatma, Psula. Rabbi Yehuda says, if it cannot stand without the support of the bed, it's possible. Why? My time with Rabbi Yehuda. Pligiba, Rebzeya, Ve'avav, Ve'amamos, Machlaikis, Chadimah, Repnei She'in Lakva. One says, because it's not a kvius. And if Yehuda holds, sokov, tiris kvavinan. So Mela, it's not enough of a kvius. So therefore, according to Yehuda, you would not be yaitzah. What in the world is this? Oh, oh. so according to Yehuda, you would not be yaitzah. Why? Because it's not a kvius. Not a Mela, the, according to Yehuda, that's why if you build a sukkah on a bed, you're not yaitzah. We're holding the bottom of chafal from the base. And the other sheet holds because your mamid is one of the most important halachis in Elchas Sukkah. You're not allowed to support your schach with a davar hamikabel toma. And the Chazanish says you're not allowed to even have a mamidim mamid, which is why the Chazanish sukkahs do not have any screws in them. They use wooden pegs to hold together your sukkah because they hold you not allowed to even use screws in your sukkah, but the Gemara only says, Mamid, you're now going to hold up your schach with something that's Mechabal Tomah, and that's the reason why, if you don't want to use cross beams, I have a very good idea. Make a frame out of metal, like this beautiful, oh, I lost the picture. But anyway, like the beautiful picture from before, that you make a frame out of metal, and you put the schach on top, the answer is you can't do that, because even though you're not using the metal frame for schach, but it's Dover HaMekabal Tomah, and therefore you can't be Mamid but Dover HaMekabal Tomah. So Melo So this bed, this, oh, I just lost it again. But this is, you're good, you're good. Leave it. So the bed that we had before a second ago was either a Dover HaMekabal Tomah or it was Ein, it was Yesh, it was Ein Lekva. So Melo, that's the reason why a bed is, you know, you can't be Yetzir Sukkah with a bed because it's Ein Lekva or it's a Dover HaMekabal Tomah. That's a Yehuda Shita. So my benayu, what's enough? Kamina, kolin shenot shvudin shel barzel v'sichechalayim. If you made metal poles, so you want to put schach on shvudin shel barzel, so it doesn't you don't need a bed anymore. But the point is, let's say if you would have a bed under here and you have shvudin shel barzel and you put schach on top, is that going to be kosher? So lamanda amar lamanda amar l'fishein lakva harayesh lakva. If the problem of a sukkah is that it doesn't have a kva, if there's a bed there, so this sukkah has a kva. According to the second shita, that the problem is you're being maimed with something that's makavotoma. So may love it also, you're being maimed with something that's makavotoma, and therefore it will not be kasha. So this case of the board, this case is a machlaikis. If it's a coin to Yehuda, if it's going to be kasha, apostle, we paskin that you cannot use beam metal poles. For schach, we pass, and you cannot use a maimid, but that's from a kabbalah Amr Abayi Leishanu Elo. We skipped the line now. Amr Abayi Leishanu Elo Samach Avosichech Al Gavamita Kshere Abayi says it's only if you're seimichet with the bed, meaning you put the schach on the bed itself. 
But if you're misachich on a wooden frame and you and the bed's under there, so the bed is basically the walls, but the frame, the schach is not held up by the bed. The schach is held up by a support system of wool, of a metal pe- metal bowl, me- uh, wooden poles. So Abayah says it's kosher. My, what is not straight? What is not makabutuma? If it has a clay keyboard, it is. But straight piece of wood, not makabutuma. No. Uh, a arucha samita we learned before is because it's a clay. You could use it for a bed, but we're just random the piece of wood, not makabutuma. No. So the else we'd have a big problem. You don't be able to use it for a schach. Yeah. A piece of cross beam is not makabutuma. So the gemara, my time. Why is it kosher? Lamandam lefishein lakva. Hariyesh lakva. It has a kvius. It's held up by the support system. Because here you have wooden poles, and you're not being mounted. And therefore, the sukkah is kosher.